What's up, guys? Welcome to a Roaring Podcast from Roaring.io, where we talk to some of the best in tech and product management. My name is Jesper Kask, and I'm your host. In this episode, we meet up with Amalia Lundin, product owner at PE Accounting. We discuss the challenges of digitizing a traditional industry, some recent use cases of process optimization, and how to get a better view of your company financials. Enjoy. Okay, welcome everyone, and a special welcome to our guest today, uh, Amalie Lundin, uh, product owner at PE Accounting. It's great to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, the story behind PE Accounting to kick us off. Of course, uh, my name is Amalie Lundin, and I work as a product owner at PE Accounting. So I've been there for like five years this summer. Um, yeah, and I've lived in Stockholm for seven and a half of those, so that's a lot of time. <laughs> um, okay, so but let's explain what the PEA does. Um, I would like to say it this way, that we want to give control to our customers, both over the numbers, but also over the processes. Um, you should be able to like grow your company without having the administration of the economy processes to like hold you back. So we want to, um, you should be able to grow and scale up your business. You should be able to have so much more transactions and everything, but the economy should just be a, a nice flow with your automated processes. And uh, yeah, it should be smooth and a smooth process. And you could should be able to take decisions over, yeah, on the numbers. Okay. And, and uh, given that uh, the accounting business is sort of a traditional one uh, and, and uh, not the, the typically the most fast-moving business or, or industry. Um, how is how is your way of doing things and and sort of your take on digitizing and automating processes in a business like that or an industry like that? Uh, how has that been received? Um, I think of course it has been. We did like a big thing while starting the company in 2011. So it's been like 10 years, uh, 2021 year. Um, but I think that the traditional business, <laughs> you have the people working with the economy and don't hate me when I say this, but I think they can be very like, I have my processes and like, you like control, you want to control and you're super used to like the papers and your processes. So when we go in and say like, you don't have to do this. <laughs> like the computer do this and we have like automated processes and they just be like, oh, I lose my control, but we're like giving the control. <laughs> like, yeah, so, so that can be switched. And I actually was with one of our, uh, what do you say, uh, sales executives, or I don't know, I really have to say it in English, but uh, on a meeting and actually like last year, there was one woman was like, no, 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 uh, this doesn't sound like control. And I was like, but of course, <laughs> Of course, it is control. She was she wanted to hold like the papers in, a, in her hands. That was control for her. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, that is that's been interesting. But I think yeah, people have got digitalizations things now. That is you want to see it in your computer and that you want to like don't have the, all those binders with all those papers anymore. But um, yeah, but I think we have done. A lot in the industry. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, so so have you seen like sort of an uh, 
uh, an adoption that is uh, sort of growing and, and more and more people getting used to working in, in digital tools and using platforms and systems in a different way or yeah yeah really I, I think that people are more and more used when they like get what we actually do and like understand that we like can handle the flows that we can like be a quality and assuring that the data is good it's updated and what we actually do is just like take off the manually work but we still have control over the flows so when people understand that i think that they they can <laughs> lay back but it takes some time and especially with people like having actually their work is to have control but i think that that is a switch like going up for like taking giving advices on the data that you have all the numbers in the system uh, so i think it may be a, a bit of a a bit of a switch just in what um the person that works an accountant or anything actually do i think it's that counting role is being a lot more hotter these days, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you mentioned the data that you uh, that you see as an sort of an integral part of this. Uh, given that you that you your sort of end user wants control and wants uh, a sort of a process uh, comfort uh, in terms of quality. Um, how is data from internal and external sources used in, in your processes and your platform? Yeah, so I can just explain PA a little bit more. Uh, we handle all the processes from like incoming flows of supplier invoices or your revenues going out, even if you have like, subscriptions or like invoices. So it's we have like a lot of data of our customers. So of course that we can do a lot of stuff with that in the product development. If we want to know like how does someone use anything, we can use that, of course. But it has enabled a lot of functions and a lot of like analyzing tools as well. Um, for one example, we have like um, working with a company called Go Climate, doing like sustainability reports, and all that is based on the data for customers that exist in the accounting, so that we can like before maybe you have to like track all the transactions and know, okay, this expense is like a travel um, and yeah, travel related to this and that, and that like affect this in the report. And it's like for the climate part and everything. And now we can like, from the data we have, like, yeah, automatically uh, track the transactions and, and state, yeah. So let's um, would say a document to, to the sustainability report. So, so that's, yeah, that's super cool. And and uh, you discuss uh, or you, you you mentioned this uh, sustainability report. Has, has there been any other case that where where you've seen uh, sort of uh, data as a as a crucial part in in uh, automating these kind of processes? Or yeah, we had a lot of, lot of like cases that we um, that is most like crucial thing for us. Of course, and uh, we have one example right yeah right now. Of course, and it's always important. But we we get to know a lot of stuff about our customers. Both like the basics, of course, we, we work with accounting, we get to know our customers, but uh, we do risk analysis as well. Um, that is like crucial to, should they be a customer to us? Can they be associated with to money laundering or, or any financing terrorism and those kind of stuff that, that is like, yeah, we get to have control risk of that. So and AML data. Exactly, exactly. So uh, in those cases, we have to have like data from external sources because uh, that information we don't have 
automatically by all the transactions in the company. So um, that has been crucial to our uh, processes about that. And how does that AML process look like for your uh, end user in the platform? How do they use that data to, to ensure that their customers are, are not a risk? Um, we have both like two things, our like, like end-to-end <laughs> users, like our customers. Uh, they can sign that they know who's like owning the company and like we call it um I think it's is it signatories I don't know, in yeah in English. Um yeah, that they know yeah. like do they have any yeah exactly uh, do they like have any persons um that is maybe can be classified as a um, political exposed person or anything. So they get to know that information so they like sign off their their identity. So that's the thing we have moved into PA. Um, so that is like what the end user sees in our end. Um, but then, of course, we have not only customers, we have a great team, um, my colleagues at the consulting part, and they work like closely together with our customers. So they have, um, what do you, can you say, like a page in the system for like doing this risk analysis. So at that this page we expose like all the data. This is like you base the risk analysis on. Uh, so yeah, and so we have both like showing the data, visualize it for them to like take action on it. But then we also have like them automatically informing them with an email if there has been any changes or if the risk analysis has to be done. Um, again, because you do it like mostly, I think once a year, depending on the risk. Um, so if, yeah, so so if you have done that, and then actually you get one person like in the board of the company or anything, we can like send an email to the to the consultant and our, um, yeah, my colleagues at the consulting department, and say that okay, hey, your customer, they have a member in the board that seems to be on this pep list please check it out and um, yeah talk with the customer and do the risk analysis again so we can report the right stuff to them i don't know exactly how to say it but the finance authority i don't know if exactly if that's the right word but um yeah yeah the the, the supervisory uh, authority yeah and and what um, in that case uh, it seems like you have sort of a one click process where you do the risk assessment or or can find out if the is the if the customer is right for you, um, and and how does how did that process look look like before? What what was it like before? I think there was like more more steps and couldn't be like giving out the responsibility as much as we would like to to our consultants or the um, or the accountants at our side. Uh, so I think we were like to like send the information to get it controlled and then get it back. So it was. A much more like manual process and um and our end users there was a separate system for signing and verify their um, identity and stuff so there was a lot more like systems and couldn't like give the responsible to the to the teams at the same way so this has been a much more controlled and yeah controlled flow for everyone involved yeah, bringing cohesion into sort of the system and platform, and also automating the the process. Yeah, exactly. And what what are some some of the results you've seen from 
from this process, for example, the AML process? I don't have uh, exactly like numbers, but it has been much more of like control flow, uh, flow. And as I said before, like you don't have to hunt your customers, like please sign in this at this part or in this separate system. Now they can actually see like when logging in, you get to sign this. And um, my colleagues can also like have a much more structured process with like having all the data, don't having to look into another system to, okay, look this customer up, we have to do like this. They could like be like in P accounting, just looking at the data and do the risk analysis. So um, much more efficient. Cool. Uh, and what are some of the challenges that you've encountered in, in your journey towards digitizing and automating these processes related to accounting? We mentioned that it's a very traditional business and you sort of tried to get the adoption from people around and, and getting them to use and, and accept the digital digitalization of uh, of accounting, but uh, what are some of the biggest like issues and, and challenges that you encountered on your end? Uh, do you think about like develop like product development or in these specific pro um, projects or? Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah, but I think that overall, like it's a quite complex product in form that we have <laughs> many like law laws and regulations and uh, things that has to be like in some ways, but I think that could be like discussed as well, because like, like when when a company comes to us and they have had like uh, one system and one firm, so only the accounting parts are not at the same place always. It could be like one system and um, one accounting firm externally, and then you have some economy person at your, at your end, and that's only like the accounting stuff. And then maybe you have a system for time reporting and it could be like, so many systems and so many processes. Um, so, okay, what were I supposed to come up with that? <laughs> but, but yeah, 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 challenges. But, um, no, but that's a common issue, I think, uh, uh, in a lot of companies when it comes to these kind of processes, uh, whether it's regarding accounting or, or uh, payroll or whatever, that you have to do it in multiple systems with sort of uh, not always uh, a cohesive uh, customer data view uh, that is uh, consistent across systems. So you have different data in different systems and you have to sort of like jump between them to, to find out stuff and, and, and conduct these processes in a, in a good way. Exactly. Yeah, so, so exactly as you said, um, it's many processes and you have to, you don't have one way of looking at it so you can get to like an overview of everything. Um, but what I was about to say, I think, everything like turns out to like numbers that you want to take decisions on. So I think we are really, really good at that. That has been the thing from the beginning that you want to, if you want to know how your company perform, like at this time of the day, you um, you should be able to, to know that in your accounting system. And that wasn't the case before. You had like a firm and you have a system and you have to like talk with the firm and maybe the firm could make like, we call it like yeah, closing every month. And then the closing of like January could be like closed somewhere in February. So if you want to know, yeah, the numbers, maybe you get the numbers from January. <laughs> so it's never, it never was at least up to date. So that was one of the, the big uh, problems or issues that I think our founder, one of our founders really thought was so frustrating. So I, yeah, how P really started from the beginning. So. Yeah, and it's super important, like that, 
how could you even like take decisions if you don't have numbers or if you want to go to the bank maybe you want to invest in another company uh, how's the status of my company you, you want to know that in like real with real data and up to date so that's super important and i think that we have come to like we do very much very good in the accounting parts and i think that what's super exciting and that what we can do better is like or better but we of course you want to <laughs> uh, what would you say develop develop the product uh, but like to get even more like smooth fl smooth flows because maybe it's very good for what do you say the person working with the economy because everything's connected so you don't have to do like oh, okay they're reporting time in this system i have to like get it into my system and know how everything is connected so that we have but i think that it could be um, it's fun to see how we can like affect them the end users even more the person that is reporting time or it's like um uh, owning one project in the system working towards the customer how can their flows be even more like smooth and give them control so like yeah i think there are much to do yeah and visualize the data even better uh, and uh, in terms of sort of the the aml process if i just jump back a little bit uh, what, what's been the reaction from from your team uh, sort of automating this internal process of, of checking your own customers from an aml perspective I think it has been, if you talk about my like development team. Mm -hmm. or, or the consultants using the, the, the interface to, to check customers. Yeah, I think that they, it was a good like checking to like everyone, getting everyone involved in the teams. And we have like, yeah, a, a different level of accountants working in a team with a customer. So I think that's a very good like, way to getting them really to know the customers even if we have to do it before of course but but i think that yeah it has been and it got like quick to a quick way to um to do it as well because we had like okay this is the date you have to do it like for this for this uh, year for this period and they could set the dates and everyone can could do it and everyone know how to do it and um yeah we can like follow up in our systems like how many has been turning it in uh, and what date everything has been saved and which should we like uh, say hello knock knock please do it right now and uh, we could like yeah and it's such a feeling of control like during the year because we have that automatic process of getting in the data of um, changes so they just have to act on those changes during the year they don't have to think about like oh but i know there's will be a new board member how will i remember when they uh, register that but okay i will get a note a notice in my mail and i could like sit back uh, right now and i know that the system will do it for me so a lot of uh, comfort in the in the process there yeah and how are you getting these updates uh, what, what kind of technology are you using um we have like web hooks so we have we use the apis um towards like pn roaring so we can get like information uh, I think it's like both way <laughs> now. Okay, I'm I may be in the development team, but I, some of the data <laughs> data stuff I leave to the developers. But but um, 
that of course we um, <laughs> we we ask for information and get that from Loring, and we could like compare different stuff. Like from the board members, is someone uh, in this list? Um, we check them to the pep, pep and sanction lists that we get from from you as well. So technically, it's sort of a, a, an API integration in in the uh, in the first step of the process on, in the customer onboarding process, for example, and then you have webhooks connected to that, uh, keeping you up to date on changes. Yeah, exactly. So we like when a customer comes in, we like update all the, so we have like uh, uh, all the facts about the customers, we have all the information, and then we just use the webhooks to like get the information updated. And how are, in terms of your team of, of consultants who, who are doing these kind of AML tasks, because um, a, a lot of companies we talk to, uh, the teams of, of AML specialists or, or uh, compliance officers or, or whatever, they sort of have this feeling when they're doing things in, in or, or perform, conducting the, the AML process in, in different systems and uh, possibly doing some data collection on their own. And, and uh, we get this, uh, this a lot from companies that they they have trouble sleeping at night <laughs> wondering if if uh, if they did everything right and yeah. if they if they got the right data and if they got if the customer was a good fit or if it was a risk or yeah. uh, how how is your team uh sort of how is that your process and automating the process how has that changed your team's view of of all that they have been sleeping a lot <laughs> no but um <laughs> i can recognize what you say like some of course, we have an what do you say, an officer or one is uh, like responsible for the reporting towards the uh, the authorities. So I think for for that person, I think it has been a lot more easier to like know that everyone, yeah, do this risk analysis and we actually have the data that we don't miss anything. Because it feels like if you would do this manually, what do you say, um, not automatically. There's so many sources of data that you have to look up because it's like board members and it's like signatories and they're like, I think we control like, we get data from five sources from you and then we control it towards to other sources to know, okay, uh, do we have a match here? And that may be risky for the companies um, or for the companies, but they, that might be a risk for us having them as a customer. So. Yeah, so I think I feel relief, <laughs> relieved that we have done that because when you know, like, <laughs> now we have, like, very, very good control over the processes because even if you don't miss anything, like, I don't know if, how you are as a person, but I, like, check the handle of my, um, of the door of my apartment, like, several times. But if I could see in some easy way that I don't have to do that, <laughs> that is very comforting. <laughs> So it's, I, I really think that it's, yeah. it's very comforting to know that you do everything right and you have all the data sources that you need and get all those changes. Because um, Otherwise, it would be like, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be updated and then it wouldn't be the right sources and then you do it wrong. So, yeah, that's so little can like change if the risk analysis, like, what is it? The risk analysis is a good one or a bad one. So that could be so. Yeah, and you don't want to be the the sort of the face of the of a big uh, AML scandal at PA accounting. So. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> exactly. 
So what, what's next for PE accounting in terms of uh, improving processes and products in the in the platform? Oh, I think we can do, yeah, we'll do some really, really cool stuff. As I mentioned before, like the sustainability report, that's, um, that's like a big step as well. And like how another way of using the data we have. And I think that we could like do a lot more of like those kind of stuff for like, you know, have another sort of risk analysis maybe in the companies based on the data we have or like for example like okay we don't you have um or risk or risk but you don't have money in the bank or do that much more as an easy flow and how to how to react to the numbers or what's happening so i think that we we could we have all the data and i think we visualize it in a good way but we can do it even more understandable for like um, even if you have like no like yeah, what was it say no education or or any interest of like economy <laughs> outside of your company maybe yeah you don't need to be an accountant to understand it mm. no exactly and I think we are it, it is more easy with our system actually because I have had a lot of customers myself before that that hasn't that uh, experience and work as a what do you say CEO or anything at the company and actually can handle that very good by having our company uh, but I think that we could like give them even more even more um what do you say um what what can the numbers say I think we can do even more in like different ratios and like yeah more understandable than in numbers and in, in in the bigger picture for accounting as an industry, what's uh, what do you see in the future uh, for accounting the and and the digitization of that industry in particular? Um, I think like the digitalization parts. I really hope that there isn't so many going <laughs> with these big binders. You could see before. I am from Gothenburg, and I always took the train to we like Christmas. And you can always see the ah, that's that's the person working as an um, what do you say auditor or yeah senior audit person at one of the big four companies, and you can just see like the big supermarket um, bags filled with like binders of documents from their customers. And I really <laughs> hope that I that I will not see that anymore because I've been so used to like working at PF for these five years that is no papers at all. Uh, so I think that digitalization journey is like one, and then you have like to automate automate the processes. So I think um, that will still go on. <laughs> uh, there's so much like a yeah. AI and everything, and for like the yeah for different bookkeeping processes that you probably could be using. Uh, and I think that the I can already see like the swift from what you actually work with when you work as an accountant. As I said before, if you say that oh, I work as an accountant, people is like, oh, okay, don't want to know so much more. But I think that's role has really changed because now it isn't just like, okay, one account here, one account there, save. It's like a bit more to understand the processes. What am my company doing? What do I have these costs? Can I do it in another way? How can I like take all the revenues or everything to uh, to help my business grow and everything? I think it's more. And I think the accountants or more like advisors 
could work in a different way and really support the customers with with good processes and then the knowledge of course because it's like laws and regulation you have to follow so you have to do it in that way yeah and it, it enables the sort of a proactiveness uh... yeah to work yeah in another, in another way like to use the data instead of like setting up the data the data is like there and you could work with that in different ways so i think it could be very very like developing for for those roles as well to get another other way of looking at the companies they work with um to help them yeah okay cool uh so we're coming up on, on about 30 minutes uh any closing thoughts on your end that you want to leave the the listeners with Ooh. um don't think that accounting persons are boring <laughs> they're actually quite fun people <laughs> and the business is changing <laughs> and those roles are changing as well and um yeah and if you feel that the um, economy processes it's just an administrative chaos uh, you should like take your time set up the processes and have a system that you understand what's happening own your numbers and then you can focus on like growing your business and focus on the core business. Super. That's great advice. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Amalia, for uh, joining us today. Uh, really appreciated having you on and, and uh, hope to, to hear from you soon again. You've been listening to an episode of a Roaring Podcast by Roaring.io. Feel free to share it with your friend, colleague or peer if you liked it. If you wish to stay connected to us, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.